podcast. This is Unhirable with White Karen and Go To Gay Tommy. Okay, we're going to start it the way we usually finish it with a quick fuck, marry, kill. Ready? Kirsten Dunst, Denise Richards, Amy Adams. Kirsten Dunst, Denise Richard, Amy, okay. I would marry Kirsten Dunst because I'm obsessed with her and I have been since Bring It On. She has similar coloring to mine. I would fuck. Jude too, right? No. No? Kirsten Dunst? No. Oh, no, German. Heavily. Other side, other side, other side. (laughs) Abort, abort. (laughs) Speaking of abort. (laughs) Um, An entire population. (laughs) Oh, sorry, what? (laughs) Fuck Amy Adams. I would kill Denise Richards because she's too pretty. And even though they're all pretty, too pretty, some would say, is too pretty. And I I don't need that. Well, she also is already dead inside because she was married by choice to Charlie Sheen. By full choice. By absolute explicit consent. Radical consent, some might say. That's something wild to know about her. You know, by the time that she married him, by choice, uh, hashtag she too knew (laughs) that... He had already shot Kelly Preston, John Travolta's current wife. In the face. Which is a different type of getting shot, being married to John Travolta. But <laughs> it's not... I get it because of his butt. Yeah, and um, his Scientology. Mm. But she's a Scientologist, too. They're all crazy. Anyway. Any of those three women Scientologists? Uh, not that no. I know of. No. What about you, Mary Fuck Kilstein? Okay, so I'm going to kill... Denise Richards because I think she's the least talented of the three cannot act at all and as you know a woman's beauty only has so much sway over me uh and by so much I mean yeah no it has some it has some but that type of beauty doesn't do it for me really no I is she a pointy pose I just don't I look at her and I don't see I see like I guess the symmetry but there's something dead behind the eyes. There's no life in that face to me. I remember seeing that movie where That's Kevin. Cruel. She married Charlie Sheen. We already established that. She's clearly got. She's traumatized. Yeah. And didn't she do a show too with her father, a reality show with her children? Isn't she one of those did people she? that put her children? I think she did. I think she's one of those people who's put her children on a reality show. And you know, I have. That's tragic though. That's like, you know what? That's like a generation of like parents who put her in show business or whatever charlie sheen was she found his child pornography and he said go fuck yourself <laughs> well how does he win in that equation but he does somehow nick mullen pointed that out but um i think she's not interesting or talented and i think she makes questionable choices so killing her uh she's ruined like every movie i've ever seen her in including drop dead gorgeous my new f- most favorite movie that i've ever seen which we're here <laughs> to talk one about of, one of three movies i've seen in my entire life and you've seen it <laughs> twice in the past two weeks it's so good it is iconic 90s i can't believe it took me this long to see it it could never ever ever be made ever no now and all three of those women are in that movie it's, it's from so retard heavy they say retard <laughs> or retarded. Or tar. 
tard. They threw tards in there. They just threw straight a couple of times. They, they threw, threw tards. Straight tards. While ready, that big, the like kind of fat actor from Mad TV, right, played a developmentally disabled person. Adult, yeah. Uh huh. An adult, kind of shades of Rosie O'Donnell in Riding the Bus with My Sister. Which I to this day regret having never seen. I mean, it's a really easy fix for a regret. All right, you know what? <laughs> Bonus Jonas. We're gonna watch Riding the Bus with My Sister. All right. And literally on Patreon, <laughs> we'll 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 post Yo, that. No shit, seriously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that tonight. Should we do that tonight? Listen, I, I can't do it tonight. It's it's. Yeah, so we're gonna do it tonight, and then we'll post it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 I won't you to you with that. <laughs> oh my god, me too. <laughs> <laughs> we have to stop with the hashtag me too because you know what? It's a real thing. It's glib. It's getting glib. But here's the thing. Yeah. Did you read the thing about Margaret Atwood? Like. Margaret Atwood was like... No, I avoided it. I heard she said something, though. Yeah, it was a really, really reasonable thing to say. And it was like... And it was like... We're... Like, the Me Too movement is also cheapening, like... Real assault. Yeah. Well, this is what I say, because a friend of mine said this is the time to, like, really, like, expose shitty behavior from, like, narcissists. Like, who are just ruining people's lives in different ways by being abusive verbally or emotionally or just, like, crossing boundaries in ways that aren't sexual. But to what degree is it just life that you encounter abuses everywhere? Like, no one's entitled to an abuse-free life. And I know that's, like, sounds counter to everybody having the right to an abuse-free life, and they do. But I'm just saying everyone has the right to protections. But in real life, like... People are verbally, I mean, you, where do you, like, the line is no longer at, like, legal things. Okay, until somebody's, like, really threatening your life. And, like, maybe people are experiencing these radical threats to their lives everywhere they go. But, like, until somebody's, like, actively threatening your life, then just figure your fucking shit out. It's like a manager in a good restaurant. They don't want to get involved in what the staff's fucking, like, problems are. Like, let the staff figure it out and just make sure everybody can do their job and is doing their job at the best of, at like, their full capacity. That's what the ba- the bottom line is, is keeping everybody at full capacity. It's not about making it harm-free for everybody or making everybody comfortable. No, we got to, like, kind of get roughed up a little bit. That's very Trumpy. It's, like, I guess tr- a Trumpy idea. This movie is really Trumpian. Well, and it's... It's 19 years old. It's 2000 and it's 1999. You couldn't make it today. It's that Trumpian. It's pre 9-11. It's wicked American. Like everything is USA, USA. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I didn't finish. So let me finish. My fuck, marry, kill. I'm killing Denise Richards. Uh, I'm going to marry Kirsten Dunst because she's... I remember when Perez Hilton used to call her Kirsten Drunkst. And (laughs) fuck Perez Hilton, by the way. So I'm going to take that back. I'm going to kill Denise Richards and Perez Hilton. And then I'm going to marry Kirsten Drunkst because I think she'll be the most fun. <laughs> it says so in her name. Yeah. Despite or maybe because of the heritage, the questionable like 1933 to 1945 German heritage. A Nazi heritage. 100%. Her milky blonde German heritage. Um, but no, I actually think she might be. First. I think she might be a Jew. I think I've looked her She's up before. Not a Jew. In the recess of my mind, there's a, a Jew would know. Can everybody hear the haunting of my room? Um, 
That's well, a haunting. A haunted haunting. The pipe is being me too. I, I gotta stop. It is glib. It is glib. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just that it's been so funny for so long that it's gonna take me a minute to snap out of it not being funny. But here's the thing. I'm not. I'm. I when I say something's me too, I'm not saying that assault is a glib thing. I'm saying that me too is a glib thing. It's a glib oh. thing. It's like everybody's screaming me too at each other. So it's not. It's no longer a thing that I give a shit about as like a prioritized thing. Now everybody's saying me too. I get it. If you're hashtagging it at this point, I'm just like over it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The hashtag has become cartoonish. Like it started out as a thing that Rose would go. Like Rose had the decency to like pipe down for a sec. Rose was me too'd by me too into piping down. Wow. They were literally like, you're not going to be on the cover of anything. You're not going to be invited to any of the events where we're all doing everything, wearing black. Like she wasn't, uh, she was like, she was the one who really was the, they Why? were all, she brought them dr- kicking and screaming out of the closet. Wait, I don't understand why they're rejecting Rose. Rose McGowan? Yeah. Why? Was she on the cover of that magazine? No. Yeah. So why? Why is she like frozen out? Because she's being she's too messy. Mm. She's too messy. She's like saying all the wrong names, like the Affleck thing about um, what Tessa Thompson or whatever. I don't know. She's some chick, and she um, was she me too. No, uh, I don't know, but she like she's like one of the organizers of the celebrity Me Too's or whatever, and it's like apparently they put in all this work. I don't even know what that means. But then Lena Dunham showed up for their photo shoot and was like, "I'm so honored to be here," and she was like, "Lena was not. She w- we were all surprised to see Lena. We were like, what is Lena doing here? We haven't seen Lena in the months of work that we put into Me Too, so that was a scandal." Who gives a shit? Me I don't too. give a shit. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, you know, like me too. Wh- shit is the worst shit. I'm over it. I'm like, I'm over. I'm not over talking about sexual assault, but come on, guys. Like, also, it's not every single fucking thing. I don't know. I am compelled by this idea that now is the time because it'll be so long before we can really talk about shitty behavior again. Not my what do you my mean? word. Like, I don't want to conflate everything with being a me too. Like, but I also, I don't know. That's why this movie is so innocent. This movie dropped at Gorgeous from 1999. It's so innocent and it's just absolute offensiveness on every level. It offends so many different, like gay people. But needlessly though, there's like shit that's not explained. Like the the Japanese couple that adopted a white girl three years ago. A grown white girl when she was like 14 (laughs) and she's like a homely white girl with no talent. Okay. And they're literally ching-chonging even though they're Japanese. Okay, listen. We're doing this backwards. The premise of this fucking movie is If you guys haven't seen it, much like I've seen nothing... I can say having seen it twice that you need to see it twice. Okay, so I've seen it probably, conservatively, I've seen it 40 times. Really? Yeah, I used to watch it, like, obsessively in college. Why? What did you love about it? I thought that the performance in the... Okay, so the movie (laughs) is about... This is what I loved about it. I'm going to tell you. You're going to know exactly why I want to explain it. It's about a beauty pageant sponsored by a cosmetics company in the Midwest for teenage girls. <laughs> and their slogan is making teenage girls beautiful since 1950, whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> it's the Mont Rose American yeah, Teen Princess. Girls are so ugly. Well, because they're hideous. <laughs> I did. Oh, I didn't realize that that was a joke. I just thought we were all in agreement. Oh. <laughs> Have you seen a teenage girl? <laughs> that was the whole point. I, mean, I was truly. 
truly, truly hideous as a teenage girl. I was a shriveled up funnel cake shrimp creature in a back brace with acne and bangs, tragedy bangs. Few teenagers have had to deal with what Chelsea Clinton had to deal with. Which is what? That curly hair? Uh, as a teenage girl. Do you remember how she was just constantly ridiculed for what an awkward teen she really? was? Really? She was like my hero. I thought she was so pretty. Oh my god. Well, I, you know, that's interesting. She was really ridiculed by adults. Really? On SNL. Yeah, it was like scandalous. Really? Yeah, yeah. Chelsea Clinton was did not have the easiest teenage years, I imagine, because she was really made fun of a lot. But then her parents were the Clintons, so she was going to be just... Fine. Hashtag never Chelsea. Hashtag never Chelsea. She probably has a really weird personality because of that awful experience in her teen years. But <laughs> she has so much money that it doesn't matter what her personality is like. So who cares? Or her upper arms. Um. So this movie's about a pageant. I'm so full of drop dead gorgeous juice right now. Here are the here are the contestants. The main ones, like the focus point, is between. Uh, the rich girl, the poor girl. Rich girl is Becky Lehman, played by Denise Richards. And the poor girl is Amber Atkins, played by uh, Kirsten Drunkst. <laughs> and uh, we're co-opting that and giving no credit to Perez Hilton. It's the last time his name is ever allowed to be said on this podcast um, until he comes on as a guest. Welcome. Anytime. Uh, friend of the show. Fre- best friend of the show, some might say. Perez Hilton. And we'll never say his name after now. Friend no, of the show, Perez never. Hilton. Okay. Brother, brother of the show. Bl- I don't bl- know. Blood friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beloved. Unprotected blood, blood friend. <laughs> um, yes, prep, no condoms. Blood friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. It's good. <laughs> to come inside uh, people, it really is. Friend, yeah. Um, turkey transfusion. <laughs> <laughs> Prez, come on, let us turkey baste you with so much wisdom and joy. Basting friend. He's a friend. He's a friend now. Like he's not an enemy to humanity. Well, That's what he's decided. He's rebranding as a friend to humanity. I don't know about everything. He can be our friend on the show. Oh, there is a Scientologist in this movie. It's Denise Richards' mom, played by Kirstie Alley. There you go. Hell she yeah. is. A, I knew there had to be a Scientologist connection to this movie. Of course, it's, the it's 90s Kirstie was Alley. Their peak, drop dead gorgeous years. So she's the rich mom, and then she's opposite the single trailer trash mom of Ellen Barkin, who's amazing, and uh, her amazing best friend, played by. Allison Janney. Future Oscar winner. Friend of the show. Best friend of the show, some Beloved might say. Beloved best friend of the show. Probably one of the closest friends of the show. We've ever had. Brother of the show, some might say. Some might say handsomest brother the show's ever had. That is a handsome woman. If there has ever been a handsome woman, she invented handsome woman. It's like in ni- circa 90s, like handsome women that come to mind just immediately. Seal Ward, Wendy Malick. Mariska Hargitay. The handsomest woman of all time. Of all time. Yeah, I would hit Ride that. Her into if she a was sunset. into it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a special victim sunset. Uh, hashtag unhireable drop dead gorgeous. Um, uh, okay. That movie is my iconic 90s dream that movie even though i just watched it now as an adult is every like that is the feeling the the emotion that crazy excludey like perfect skin and hair and horrible outfits excludey vibe of the 90s that permeated my soul and 
and informs who I am today as an adult. Well, this is the decade of like the she's all that. Um, Never saw it. Ten things I hate about you. Loved it. Uh, really close to bring it on. Bring it on came right after See, this. Bring it on is where I pick up and it raised me. So this movie I knew because uh, shout out Nina. Uh, I don't. I shouldn't say your last name, but she has a sick last name. Who I went to high school with. What's up, Nina? Was obsessed with it and was particular. I remember her coming into play rehearsal one day freaking out about britney murphy doing this thing about her brother being gay and it she she kept cracking herself up thinking about it and i was like that i want to experience that so i went to see the movie because of that and it totally delivers because britney murphy one thing that this movie does so this is post clueless Brittany Murphy's like probably four years, three or four years post Clueless, mm. still playing a teen. Exact same character, in fact. And is so charming still, though. So cute. But a little edgier than the one in Clueless. Like, the, the, the edgier, I, I mean, the, meaning like more jagged edge. Yeah, right. Like, there's like a lot of jagged right. edges mm-hmm. on this, don't you think? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of sloppy connections made. There's things that are like mentioned and then just blatantly <laughs> like plot points. There's like no continuity. Nobody was there like looking at the script to like <laughs> monitor whether things were going to match up. Like what, for example? Um. Okay. So one there's there's a subplot about the judges. Okay. So let me just explain the demographics of this movie really quickly. White. Every single person in the entire movie is white except for one woman <laughs> an asian woman who gets shot and then her job gets taken by uh, a white woman a blonde white woman a blonde white woman we won't spoil anything <laughs> who's but never had that job ever before in her entire life nope and has absolutely <laughs> zero qualifications and honestly borderline no charisma and honestly it's not good at saying facts as they're happening no 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 actually can do no aspect of the job other than be blonde and white so people like to watch that so this is why the movie is like interesting because it's also a, a child of uh under the age of majority this is a movie that was made before and not before because there was there's been tokenism forever but it was before like i think a it was probably a big budget movie and they just didn't really have any need for tokenism no there's just white people throughout every single throughout. contestant is white it's britney murphy like we said amy adams and i think one of her first movie roles amazing by the way fucking beautiful amy adams amy adams in the 90s is the most stunning creature i've ever seen in my whole life well she's like a smoking a bombshell blonde that's what's crazy like redhead blonde yeah but is she like pale ass way it's she is on she is like a flawless snow creature and such a good actor. She's so funny. She plays like this whore. Yeah. This like high school student who's just like, yeah, well, yeah, spoiler. The oh. By the way, spoilers ab- wow. abound. Spoiler. Spoiler. You know what? If you don't even know us, then now you know us and you're welcome. Yeah, you're spoilers, welcome. Spoilers. Spoilers permeate. Spoilers. Stop listening. Beyond. Literally. Yo, you know what? We're going to record. This is the 90s, though. Fuck you. We're going to record an intro to this to tell people spoiler. Just kidding. No, we're not. No, now you're hearing not. this and it's too, too late. late. <laughs> it feels so good. I wish we waited a little bit longer before we told people spoiler. Spoiler. That's the only Starts thing. P- pr- 
starts retroactively to the beginning. Joke's on you. <laughs> you can do that. Hashtag me too. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not trying to be glib. Uh, I just can't help it. Because <laughs> that thing's so glib. fucking stupid. It's like, come on. All no, right. It's amazing. Too, us too, everybody too. Can we talk about like rapes? Well, okay. So this movie doesn't have rapes in it. Per se. But. I don't know. It's kind of a rape to get blown up. And it happens multiple (laughs) times (laughs) to people in this movie. I mean, it's a really dark movie. It's from the same era. It's really. The late 90s. The late 90s was about a a lot about like people being driven insane by the 90s. What was driving them so insane? It was these impossible standards that, like, certain people decided they upheld. And that's ironic because it's, like, the 90s are back now with, like, feminists being, like, no, you're not a good feminist. This is the wrong thing to say. You can't say that. Like, do you know what I mean? It's that excludy vibe where you're, like, well, why do you get to say who's excluded? Like, then there's a whole band of others that somebody has to do something with. And it's, like, the discarded or whatever. Interesting. And that's, like, a lot of us. Like I've always been one of the discarded. Like I remember when I was in summer camp, it was an issue. And like my year of girls every year was like the same thing. It was like the same girls pretty much. And there were these like really beautiful girls that were all friends forever and ever since childhood and their families knew each other and they would do their thing. And the rest of us were these misshapen Jews <laughs> and we were like on our own and it was weird and it was like a thing with like the boys and it was just like a thing and they wouldn't we would never mix like these beautiful perfect people and then the misshapen and um the counselors had to talk to us like a million times that was so 90s it's such a like ongoing conflict in the world that it's 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 completely relative and I don't think anybody can see beyond that. What do you mean? Well, not anybody. I think people have a hard time. <laughs> so, like, there's the beautiful people and the not beautiful people, but that's always relative. So it's about what position you put yourself in. Like, in what context? Like, in what context is it important to you to run in? Like, and be realistic about where you're going to be in that. Like, are you going to be on the beautiful side of that or the not beautiful side of that? And then, like, plan accordingly. If you're smart and you're, like, like you can, like, make yourself, you can you can go around the whole process and be, like, art. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. So if you're going to put yourself where the stakes are really high, aesthetically. In the world of fashion, the most extreme example that I can think of, where where the aesthetic is very particular, and you want to run in that, if you can't run in that, don't. That's the bottom line. Like, don't try to run in a race that you're not prepared for. Yeah, but the whole, like, but the 90s vibe was you're in the race regardless. Like, you can't take yourself out of the running. And, like, being uh, misshapen is so miserable that people would do anything to avoid it well the point of this movie i mean like it's about the pretty blonde versus the pretty brunette so it just comes down to like who's the prettiest white girl right and it's blatant about it but it's not they don't even mention other races it's just about what it means to be american the whole thing Mm. is very american yeah and then it is also like really aggressive toward the other it talks a lot about mexicans 
and and ultimately the Mexicans get the the. Uh, we won't give the spoiler until we decide to. Uh, which Wait, is, the whole thing's a spoiler. Is that too much to be like? Okay, here's the ending. No, because that's such a joyous moment. I will just say this: that the Mexicans, which they repeatedly refer to the, Me- which Denise Richards repeatedly refers to Mexicans as, uh, get the ultimate revenge, even though they don't appear once in the film. That's all Not I'll say. Even once. But they get like the ultimate revenge on the person who keeps calling them Mexicans and the poverty that they live in. I mean, it's really nothing that is said in this movie is filtered through it's pre 9-11 like it people just were very white the crime bill was passed it was all like very white and straight gay shit was really this feels like something that was written by a gay person Mm -hmm. who just wanted to show how awful people were and that's why the movie's so fucking funny because it's not afraid to show how awful people are at the extreme i think and also how human they are at the same time. It's like a funny movie, but people are just casually cruel in it the entire time. That was what the, that's what the 90s was also. It was like, it was this like casual cruelty of like the social. It was a bitch to grow up in the 90s. Like people were so fucking mean. All right. T- what was your 90s? Start 90s at the beginning. It, start 90 oh, to 99. Know. No, I mean as much My, as you okay, can. Okay, I was four in 1990. Oh, yeah, you're young. Um, So whatever, whatever. I remember naps and shit. And like <laughs> when, I, <laughs> when I was growing up in like, so that's like school, summer camp, high school. It was all, it was all groups of, it was all groups of people with varying degrees of overlap reaching to like queen bees of like people who that was shrouded in mystery. They like were happy and had all these friends. That was for fuck sure. Friends in hallways, friends in classes, friends in cafeterias. That was a guarantee. And there was nothing more humiliating than not having friends. So they had that covered and were never humiliated. They also like had people to kiss. That was a big thing. And then go to parties with. So that was all crazy. Like not my like, that was that was a a, dif- a different thing, right? It was nineties was so hierarchy. It was like I was someone who ate curly fries in the library, <laughs> like. And by the end of the nineties, <laughs> how old were you? Fourteen. The end of the nineties. Yeah, yeah like the year like two thousand. Um, Ninety nine when this came out. I don't know. Yeah, yeah you were like thirteen. Oh, you were still like young, young. Yeah. I was in high school by the end of the nineties, because I was born in eighty two. So I mean. I was turning 10 when Clinton got elected president. I remember the following year, like the first like gay pride, not gay pride. The first gay group was allowed to march in the South Boston parade, the St. Patrick's Day parade where I'm from. And it's like a big Irish place. And I remember my mother screaming, turn around, don't look at them. At the gays? Yeah. Yeah. And people, I guess, were like throwing bottles and shit at them. Yeah, it was horrific. Jesus Christ. That was the beginning of the 90s. And then I remember seeing Clueless and like that. My my high school was more like my schooling in general was as I like realized I was gay. I freaked out increasingly and like talked to girls more. So pretty much everybody, especially when I was like Catholic schooling it and then went to a boys school for kids that had like emotional issues when I was in sixth grade on an island. Uh And then went to this, like, mass, not massive, but, like, big public school full of smart kids. I just always felt like everybody who could talk to boys and not be afraid that they were going to be, like, 
hit for being gay was super lucky. So there was like a lot of fear and I overcompensated for that. I was like really like loud. I was really offensive and so you're exactly the way you are now. Totally. <laughs> I was the no same kid. Whatsoever. None, none. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Struggling constantly to talk to men. Yeah, um, I was trapped in a back brace. Oh yeah, you were physically body. deformed. <laughs> yeah. My tiny body stuck in a giant barrel-like back brace. Reject, re- rejecting the Jew inside, just like struggling to like get complete within your body i was it wasn't that i was rejecting the jew i embraced the jew i was i was you know i went to jew camp and like rich people jew camp is that's it was that kind of jew camp i was a poor person at rich people jew camp which was a bitch but was it all jews Jews. yeah 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 yeah. so it's still all jews even though you weren't religious yeah it's still completely jewish focused yes the entire upbringing so that's religious I guess. Right? Well, I don't know. If you run in a community that's exclusively, it's monotheistic, then, is that the right word? Monotheistic is like just one God. But you know what I mean. What is it? If there's like a homogeny. Yeah. It's called. (laughs) Uh, Homo religious. (laughs) 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 Then, I don't know. What is that? It's religious. Um, it's supposed to being raised in one culture or religion is meant to narrow your marriage options. Like what that really is is saying you you need to marry this because you're raised with who you're supposed to be with. Okay, so this is why this movie is effective because it hits on Jewish stuff a little bit. No, it doesn't. There's no Jews. No, on Jewish stuff within the context. It's mean? entirely it's a dominant culture story. Okay. It's the story of like dominant culture white Christians in a middle literally the middle of America. Right. They visit the Mall of America casually right. just to go shopping cuz yeah. that's the mall. Um it's like in Minnesota. Um everything is so fucking American about this movie. It but it's like very it's Christian cuz this is a Christian country. Right. And it's not afraid to acknowledge that this is a Christian country because you just see the Christian community. It's a Christian community. It rewards Christianity and punishes Judaism. They just make fun of Jews. The whole any any reference to a Jew is made (laughs) by particularly, I think, one character who's just like. Hey, don't Jew me down (laughs) on something that he doesn't want somebody to ask for a lower price on. While he's Jewing someone down. By the way, completely valid. Don't do it. Right. (laughs) Nobody likes it. I like it, but I just am not in the mood. You know what I mean? I don't like to be Jewed down. I'm going to put it out there. I don't mind it with the right person. You know what? <laughs> I You're like to right. haggle. It depends on the Jew. <laughs> it does. It totally Jew, we don't does. Jew. Get over here. <laughs> See, I'm struggling to get more Jew inside me. I believe you. Every day. Every day. You know, I struggle to fuck Jewish. I, I don't. I <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I think, I think spermally. <laughs> the only way I like to think. <laughs> I think spermally speaking, <laughs> my t- twisted pr- funnel cake pretzel ass Jewish body and deformed crumpled up DNA requires a hot infusion of goy, of a distant goy, a kind of goy not found in my region, my native region, in order to produce children whose 
insides are not on the outside of their bodies. You know how like <laughs> women when they're pregnant get specific cravings for things that their body needs? Bacon. Iron, they want broccoli or something. You know what I mean? Like More women jizz. Exactly. Your body just gets a <laughs> craving for something. Yeah. That's what's happening with you. With you with your like uh jizz craving. It's ethnicity specific, yeah. Because uh-huh. it's like there is I I, I truly believe that's not who you're attracted to is not just like you you're like oh i like this this and this about a person but your true attraction that you feel and don't think through is something that your body's trying to tell you about babies um yeah maybe i don't know if it's the same that was really heteronormative it's completely well i actually that's you know what that clues me even more deeply into my belief uh and its validity that gay people are the response to overpopulation because that did not resonate with me at all like i love my nieces and nephews i don't want to change their diapers i don't want to have them in the middle of the night i mean i don't either but it that doesn't mean that like my I don't physical attractions aren't future pregnancy based on a physical level that doesn't mean that i want to be pregnant and have a kid if i were pregnant now i would have to unpregnant it yeah, hundred percent. Murder kid, like, that fetus that would a become a life, and it, no, yes. it's, it's a human life of conception. I mean, that's you 100%. can't arbitrarily draw lines, but I agree with you. Do you do you really believe that? Yeah, I do. Me too, hundred percent. I mean, look, I think that you're within your agency to terminate a pregnancy, but I think that it is a human life, and that's unfortunate. Two hundred percent, I believe that you're it, like that. Be have agency, be an agent over your own body. But of course, it's like where are you supposed to draw the line? Get fifteen percent. Am I right? <laughs> My agent's a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> he wants we twenty. All oh, right, what are you gonna do? We all Love a Jew joke. Oh, don't Jew me down. All right, fine. Jew me down. Jew me up. Jew me down. Jew me down. Whatever. Yeah. No, I can't. I can't with that. Um. Yeah. My eggs. Yeah. All over. I wish. I wish. If if there were a Jew, I would have to. It would be like preordained by the universe that I would have to go that direction. But I just have found myself inshallah once again spermally attracted in other directions that I don't control. You know, this movie also says I don't think one thing about black people. Which was another thing that the 90s really did. It like sort of like nodded in the direction of black people, but it didn't. I think that what happened was in the 90s. Was there a single black character in this movie? Not one that I can remember. And I've seen it, like I said, 40 times. I, I've never actually looked. I like have intended to look to see if there's a black person in the crowd. And I always forget to really scan the crowd. For a black face, but not that I can remember. I'm sure at like the parade, there's some black extras, but there's extras. I didn't even see them, and I don't know even like uh, like at the various like pageants if there are any black contestants that they show. I mean, this is a real a deeply deeply white movie. White beyond white. Um, and and you know like it it and it's a beauty pageant, so it's saying not only is everyone white, but everyone hot is definitely white. It's before George W. Bush. You know what I mean? Like this is before George W. Bush. This is still Clinton. Mm. Like this was written in response to like what was happening in Clinton's America. Mm. Well, I actually don't know that for a fact. It could have been written. 10 years before that but a lot of the movies that were released around this time and it probably speaks to the fact that psychopath pedophiles and rape 
monsters. <laughs> we're running Hollywood because around this time it's like I think they're still running Hollywood. Uh, they're never not running they're Hollywood. They're never not. Who who else is going to run Hollywood except psycho kitty fucking sex monsters? Exactly, cuz who else runs the United States of America but exactly the same people? Nobody. It's what this country was founded on. Have you not read People's History? We read well, like the first chapter on oh, yeah, air here, absolutely, and then never did we another read it one. So hard. Yeah, but what that movie does, what that book <laughs> does tell you, <laughs> is that uh, it is a, we're a country built on fucking cannibalism, and and like probably kitty fucking. I mean, Definitely it doesn't say that, yeah, but one hundred percent. You don't stop it. The Bible's based on kitty fucking. Like Boom. every culture is based on kitty fucking. It's only recently that we decided kitties. Don't fuck them. Don't fuck them. Yeah, don't fuck. And or if you do, keep it a little bit on the DL. You're not supposed to fuck Okay, them. listen. I don't want to torpedo our show, but Ooh, I'm against it. I smell torpedo coming. <laughs> I'm against it. Okay, wait. Kitty fucking. Are you for it or against it? Think it through. Okay. I'm against it. I'm against it. Okay. See... On one hand, no. <laughs> um, I guess I don't like to comment on things that I haven't had a chance to think through from start to f- from the perspective of all parties. That I guess I'm just saying, maybe it's an orientation. Oh, oh, okay, ready, 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 ready. Pedophilia. It's fine to fuck kids. I, I'm just putting it out. You know, no, no. I, I, I don't want anybody to listen to this podcast and be like, Karen likes to fuck kids. That's just crazy. Like, I would never say that. I'm saying that that uh, you might be able to argue that it could also be fine. Well, okay. So that begs the question is, is it traumatic, the event, or is the cultural response to it what traumatizes people in the long run? People have I say, theories. You know, I think that if we just told people, look, it's fine to get reamed and nailed, basically use like a kitchen glove. <laughs> On a child? From ch- small childhood <laughs> into full adulthood, then uh, we'd have a lot less victims running around. Oh. Would we have less abused people? No. But they would they be feeling like they'd just been used as a human toilet? Probably not. They'd probably feel real empowered about it. Well, yeah, because then they would know how to use the next generation. Would they feel like a dressed turkey? Yes, <laughs> at all times. <laughs> I think that <laughs> it's interesting to watch a movie like Call Me By Your Name, where there's never seen it. As there's an age difference know. between the two guys. Like to me, there's a, it's the big hot gay movie this year. It's going to win Academy Awards. Army Hammer, grandchild of Armand Hammer of Armand Hammer. True? Yeah. Is that for real? Army that? Hammer is Armin Hammer. I don't know what that even is. Okay, you know who Army Hammer is? Yeah. Okay. The uh, Winklevoss twins in that terrible revisionist piece of bullshit movie that Aaron Sorkin wrote about Mark Zuckerberg, where Jesse Eisenberg plays his like stock autistic character that he plays. Um, but it seemed like it was like a really good imitation of Mark Zuckerberg because. They're both like robot people. Hmm. Um, but anyway, 
Army Hammer is that family. But in that movie, oh. Army Hammer and Timothy Chalamet, is that how you say his me. name? So, I mean, so hard have I been lost. All right. Well, people that listen to this probably are a little <laughs> bit clued into the fact that there's this nope, movie, Call Me By out. Your Hand. <laughs> Call Me By Your Name, which I liked, by the way. Listen, going on the record, liking that movie, there is an age Ooh, difference boom. between those guys. Number one. Number two, I just want to really go on the record and say this is a movie about a gay romance. A gay a gomance? There is... a. A family of academics, two parents, and their teenage son, who's in high school. Let's call him 16, 17. And they're living in northern Italy, but they're, like, American. And the father is a professor, and one of his students from America is coming to stay with them. And he's, like, probably, like, eight years older than the son. Mm. Um, But obviously that's a big jump between late high school and, like, post-grad work. Obviously. Okay. He's coming for the summer for six weeks to stay with them in this gorgeous place in northern Italy. Get to the It's all very romantic. (laughs) There's fuck, fuck, fucking. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. (laughs) And then the parents, real spoiler here, are just like super fucking chill. And then they let the sun go with Army Hammer (laughs) on a romantic weekend away. What? Chillest parents ever. Ask me the date on the movie. The date on the movie. July 1983. Ask me when we knew what AIDS was. When we knew what AIDS was. 1981. Ask me how many times there's even a wink in the direction. Not even one! (laughs) Tell me how I knew that this movie was written by a fucking white person. Or not a white person. Worse, straight person. Same Uh, thing. I don't know. No AIDS. There's no AIDS. It's a straight person story. Interesting. I said it from the moment I left. A gay person wrote the screenplay, but the novel is written by, I believe, a straight white woman. Very interesting. So it's a straight romance. It is romantic. Love the movie. Whatever. Point of what that entire rant was. Rant baby rant. Was to annoy Karen because she loves when I talk about. Love the rants. Movies that she's Um, never heard of. I literally was freaking out that entire time from misunderstanding it. Did you really? <laughs> I didn't know what you were talking about. There's a movie about gay people Stop, set in 1983 I know, I know, I know. and they don't okay, mention AIDS. AIDS. I know because it was written by a straight white person. I did get that part. Okay, fine. <laughs> but it still hurts when you mention it. <laughs> so please okay, stop bringing it up. <laughs> this is post 9-11. It's post. not pre-9-11 like Drop Dead Gorgeous. I'm more sensitive Drop Dead Gorgeous is my new favorite, most iconic thing I've ever seen. It tells me that I can get whatever I want. As long as I stay white. Yeah, it's probably true. And you know what? So far, it's not been not true. Until, Karen, the war. I don't agree. And then you become public enemy number one. How did I do that? After me. How? You're you're 1.5. I'm one, then you're 1.5. I don't like not winning it, but... Uh, Only if people look at you, but if you can somehow advertise that you're not white and you're a Jew, then you jump to the headline. I'm Israeli of cunt descent. I want to go on the record as saying when it comes time to murder all white people. I mean. I'm going to run, but I'm going to understand what you got to do when you catch up to me. That's all I want to say. No, I offer no. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. I don't apologize for my whiteness. I'm so sorry for my whiteness. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm Listen. so, so, so sorry. <laughs> but you're not white. You're a Jew. For the lily whiteness of my skin. But we all agree that I'm not white. So that's as far as that goes. In the race now, war, if... If it's like I like, will wear the Jewish armband to show you I historically as a people have suffered personally as a human being, not even for a moment of my life as a people. Viciously so. 
okay, here's the thing. Like, I want to say that because I'm gay, I get a pass, but I look around at gay white guys and I'm like a little bit horrified and it's like, do we deserve to keep going? And the answer is, if you even have to ask the question, you already know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, so that's why I said I'm going to run, but I understand why you got to do what you got to do. So this period in the late 90s, though, was really because we were dominated by psychopaths. That was so triggering watching this movie. It, it, we were dominated by psychopaths. You just see that everybody went wild with the violence, with the darkness. There was that movie, Very Bad Things, with uh, Cameron Diaz and, like, Jeremy Piven. And, like, Jeremy Piven is fucking an Asian hooker in a bathroom in Las Vegas. And he fucks her so hard that her head gets pressed up against a hook on the wall. And then she, her naked body, fake tits and all, is just hanging from the hook. While he realizes that he killed her, That's fucking her. so hot. <laughs> and then the, the rest of that movie is just about how they try to bury the body because they're on a bachelor party weekend. And all the horrible things that happened to them for trying to cover up this murder. I remember. Do you remember those movies about the horrible things that happened in the lives of high schoolers? Like how dark high school was in the 90s? You mean literally every, every single movie. Lifetime movie? Like Death <laughs> yes. of a Cheerleader starring Tori Spelling? So there was also one that I remember so vividly, but I don't remember the name. But it was like this this like girl keeps getting excluded, excluded, excluded. This like, you know, she's homely, but she's like TV homely. So she's like secretly Kelly like, Martin. OK looking. I don't know. And um, this hot chick she can never look, live up to or whatever, so she ends up stabbing her. I think it was, like, based on a true story or something. Oh, that was another thing from the 90s, Karen, based on true stories. Karen, you're literally describing Death of a Cheerleader. Really? Starring Kelly Martin. Oh, my God. And so good. Tori Spelling. That's the literal plot. She stabs her and then, like, con- like hides the knife or whatever and then finally confesses or whatever. You're lit- That's Death because of a Cheerleader. Because she was too hot. 100%. 90s was when you murdered people for being impossibly hot because no one tells you they get fat in five years. Okay, 90s was a decade <laughs> where we all just agreed that Tori Spelling was impossibly hot. <laughs> right? She was an ideal that people literally killed themselves over. Yeah. 90s was, was when people killed themselves so hard over not being hot. Uh, 90s. All right. So, do you movies? know how many times I, I almost uh, bow constricted myself in my own back brace and <laughs> 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 ended it all by over tightening my Velcro strap? Because you wanted it to work so badly. Because I wanted so badly to be hot, and by hot I meant somehow fu- discovering makeup that didn't turn orange on my face halfway throughout the day that my sister would always point out after we got home from school she'd go why are you orange and I'd be like we are <laughs> like the beast that I was oh you must have been so <laughs> fun back into my room to look at my tiny little acnes under my giant bubble bangs and my waif shrimp waif underdeveloped body encased in a <laughs> encased in a like a tragic foam have you snapped out of this yet have you realized that you've become the hot girl you wanted to be um, I I don't I guess. Yeah, it's an annoying question to ask, but whatever. People that are listening I guess are gonna want to know it because they look at you and you're like a hot blonde, even though you're hiding vicious Jewishness underneath it. I like Tori Spelling. If like I've Tori said Spelling. It once I've said it a thousand times. Once a Jew, always a Jew, and I guess you just never take off Jew. Compound that by a factor of back brace to a degree of. 
massive Jew and you get a bit of a complex. What do you want from me? Okay, but here's what I want to tell you is that what everybody ultimately wants to be still, we've forgotten it because we're traumatized by 9-11 and now Trump is like traumatizing us again. <laughs> and well, I guess if you were like on the other side of the you know country, then like I guess Obama traumatized you for eight years. But like everyone's just like traumatized all the time. But remember, <laughs> before all this trauma, we had the 90s where Tori Spelling... <laughs> Was the ideal? That's what we all wanted you to be. She was the hot not girl. Be hotter than Tori Spelling because she was the hottest person besides Buffy well, the Vampire Slayer who'd ever lived. A blonde Jew. A blonde Jew. You got it. You got what everybody wants. That's literally what everybody wants. That's what I want. Mm. I want a blonde Sephardic Jew, and by blonde I mean I don't really care what color his hair is. I just want I want like a big beefy Arab. I actually don't even really care about the Jew. I like the Jew, but I'll take a Muslim. I'll consider a Christian. Um, and then 9-11 happened. I think that spermally, <laughs> I lean towards Christian of a kind of white to tan that really comes from freckles coming together to form one tan. Okay, Variety. so like the lighter and the lightest end of the spectrum I really like to play on is like... Um, not a light-skinned Syrian, but a Syrian. <laughs> <laughs> so so a not light-skinned Syrian. That's like generally the lightest end. And then I'll go, you know, wherever. I don't really like people that are... I think it's a similar thing. I don't want to be with somebody who has the same sort of like pasty smells that I have. Well, see, I don't necessarily go for blonde in a... It's not really like... You're not a blonde. That's what's interesting. Well, I am. And well, you're a blonde, but you're not a blonde. Are you a blonde? Yeah. Underneath? This my roots are just dark blonde. My oh. eyelashes and eyebrows are dark blonde. Oh, they look brown. I put stuff on them. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know They're that too about blonde. you. You can't see them if I don't. Interesting. A blonde Iraqi. Yeah, 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 yeah. So interesting and and really really cool. Yeah, it's the coolest <laughs> thing about you. <laughs> uh, the only cool thing about me. <laughs> Some. Else is that? Everyone would say. <laughs> <laughs> Most people would call me. Not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Mainly for the blonde, but also mostly for the Iraqi. And my whole face and personality. Who's Iraqi anymore? Who's <laughs> what do you mean anymore? I mean, does anybody leaving that country? Though. Like, what's happening in that country? What I happened to everybody? Just, like, stewing around. I don't know. Everyone's just, like, chilling while, I like... they're all just noodling about. Not, like, killing <laughs> one another? I mean, I just imagine I it's not, like, the nicest place to be right now. I think now. it's still full of I dust. I feel like ISIS is everywhere. I think it's a hard place to dust. Yeah, oh, I imagine it must <laughs> be. It's like when you rent a beach house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't get the sand out, am I right? Oh, you are right. Um, I don't know. <laughs> this movie, also, in the way that it's, like, pre-9-11, just, like, and all those movies in the late 90s, even the disability stuff, I don't really fully understand. It like, what's the beef say, with the disabilities? It wasn't a beef. It was just like... You could say retard? It was like that you could say retard, and it was just so unspeakably funny to all of us. We just agreed that the word retard... Certain words in the 90s were funny trigger words, and you could just say them, and it would be so funny. And retard was one of them. Tard was another. 
I didn't like that word because my dad started a baseball league for kids with disabilities. And I remember a really 90s moment. Daphne Zuniga from Melrose Place was on Rosie O'Donnell. And they were talking about computers. It was like right at the beginning of AOL. And Rosie O'Donnell was really into chat rooms. Remember when that's how like people like hung out on the internet? Yeah. They were like going to chat rooms. That was so sexual. They were like you went because of interests. And now it's like more curated. We do the same thing. but I like I don't. No, Facebook's kind of like that, but you don't even engage Facebook really not this even way. A little bit, yeah. All social media kind of is this way. Now it's not curated about around interests as much as it is around like social networks. Uh, and fucking topics. Aaron Sorkin. That's what he called that movie about Mark Zuckerberg, the social network. Oh, vom, vom, vom. Although I did, you know what? I had a brother fucking thing uh, in that movie what because of the Winklevoss twins. Because of Army Hammer. Because Army Hammer. Brother fucking thing. Like, I wanted to fuck those two brothers who oh, aren't okay. actually two people. I just wanted to fuck two army hammers at once. Oh, I mean, everyone shares a dream. I, well, army hammers literally. He also is like really gay friendly in his roles. Like he played. He was like railing fucking Leonardo DiCaprio in the J. Edgar Hoover movie, too. That was really hot. It was like very subtle. But I like that movie. People didn't like it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the point being. uh I don't remember. Everyone wants to fuck Army Hammer. That's a really good point, though. One of the best. I don't know what else to say after that about the 90s. He wasn't around. That movie triggered me so hard. What what was so triggering about it for you? It was... Okay. That movie... What triggered me about the 90s is that it was an unwinnable game. Like, even if you want it, right? Like, in the movie, if you want it and you're, like, queen everything... The most you can get is being queen everything for two seconds in the 90s, which is shit. It's like your gross degenerate 90s boyfriend hooks up with some other bit. Like, it's not good. And then in seven years, you were hottest in the 90s. You know what I mean? And like, that's the end of you. Mm. That's what's triggering for the, about the 90s is like, yeah, you can't win it. And then you're an adult and you're like, oh, but it's not the 90s. I'm an adult and I'm doing all this other stuff. And then you're like... Well, what's my dream? And honestly, my dream is to be queen everything. <laughs> and I know that when that dream comes true, I'll still feel this kind of emptiness inside. You want to be a star. That's what this movie gets at. Is like the like desire, this like unhinged desire within everybody to be stars. Mm-hmm. And like it's what Andy, what Andy, I was going to say Andy Kaufman. Um, it's what Andy Warhol predicted. You know, this is like what? what social media Andy Warhol predicted social media in the same way that this like photographer Nan Golden predicted Instagram because she just started taking pictures of her friends. But she was really, really fucking honest, like heroin needles hanging out of people's arms, honest. Um, but, you know, it's this idea that we're all just striving to be seen by as many people as possible. It's what we're doing with this podcast and it's what sacrifice like what's interesting about this movie i don't know if the movie has good values or not that's one of the reasons i keep going back to it well what do you mean if if the movie has good values um like i don't know if it was just like mean or if it's like actually so it's funny regardless but i don't know if it's mean and it's intent or if it's just blunt because it's this is what i'm seeing i think that there's like i think that 
if it's participating or commenting but the night i think it's both and the 90s was kind of a casually cruel time so it was like even when it was commenting like that's why ddg is so good because <laughs> it's like the 90s metaing itself like it's so 90s but it's like really true 90s like it does get it how futile the rat race of the 90s felt like and like and and the emptiness of 90s hotness <laughs> like it was just so like it was so it was like the Britney Murphy story. Do you know what I mean? She's like a she's like a 90s tragedy. Well, Britney Murphy was you know, the the gay shit in this movie was so interesting with her cuz she's talking about actually if you go to my Twitter profile, my pinned tweet for years has been a gif from this movie of her. <laughs> but she's like it, everything is about this desire to get out like she's really like the most delusional where she realizes it's not for her she's like kind of doomed she's the one who's like no you get in the lifeboat it's dark yeah it's dark she's like you get in the lifeboat i'm stuck here right she's gonna wait till the mill closes and then i'll go on disability i'll gain a bunch of weight develop a bunch of pill addictions and probably die at 56 (laughs) yeah i don't need to see 57 no but what are you gonna do at 57 a lot i'm gonna be fucking running marathons god willing i'm here yeah she's not here she won't see that poor britney murphy killed by i think mold in her house she I think her husband was deed or something. Well, it could have been that too. No, I thought it was. And it was like a heart attack or something, wasn't it? Something random. Well, it seemed like her husband killed her, but then he died of the same thing. So the last I heard, last time I googled, was that I think there's a theory that she died because of like some mold that was in her house that killed both her and her husband. I think it was also drugs. Uh, the mold was heroin. <laughs> it just was it, it had gone rancid that's what i want to get into next oh this this is nice going to be a fun no this is going to be a fun era in your life by which i mean the final chapter <laughs> so you don't you, you don't come I, back from heroin been, oh, 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 the heroin what are you thing. doing um i'm just gonna i'm just gonna dabble in a little h okay i'm not <laughs> a I, little lady h this is honestly like stressing me out it's post 9-11 now and it's post trump so oh, i'm more yeah. sensitive and uh i'm gonna I'm going to ask you to respect my feelings about your personal life choices that have <laughs> okay, no I, bearing on All right, I go so deep in private. I mean, look. We're not 90s, is all I'm saying. But we are. If you that's said that to me in the, the 90s, 90s. The 90s are always the 90s, and that's the whole, everything is the 90s, and don't you ever forget it. God forbid. No, the 90s were <laughs> horrific. The ni- no, the <laughs> 90s, 90s were horrific. horrific. Yeah, 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 they were. And when I think back to what I wore and how cool it was and how bad it was, it really upsets me deeply. Yeah, of course it does. It cuts me so hard. Yeah, and you should. It should. It should. What I wore hurt me. It should hurt you like there a back no brace pulled too tight. <laughs> <laughs> there was no such thing as silhouette or proportion in the 90s. Everything was just one shape and it had four corners. Every single piece of every garment you owned either had zero corners or four. You know what I loved about this movie, speaking of garments, is like, because like, there's obviously it's a beauty pageant, was like the fact that you got to see all these like bland women um, try to perform feminim- femininity yeah. uh, in a really particularly 90s way. And that like really, um, like women are just objects way where they were like still allowed to just be objects oh wait i guess that's still the same but high energy objects high energy objects and uh but mainly just objects like all the women that were in the movie were just there to like 
by the pageant, they not were not there by to the be movie. A kind of moving thing, yeah. Exactly. The, there's some like real intelligence in this script. I think that the script. I think one of the reasons I struggle with the values is because like I think that I'm really struggling with the values of this writer. The writer's pretty honest. The writer nails a few things, uh, like like kitty fucking. There's a character. Mm-hmm. There's a character that explicitly talks about little <laughs> girls throughout, and it's so funny every single time. Um, but then there's also like the violence of like the gun stuff. There's like tons of gun shit in it. Yeah. It's like, really conflated with like Jesus, but they're all just like serving like the women are all serving the men. And so they're all just turning on one another, which is such an honest thing that happens within oppressed groups and like even cultural oppression, not even just like, I'm not talking about like, but like, you see all the women turning on one another, and that's such an unpopular thing to talk but about. But women now. always turn against each that's other. The thing. We're women animals, and, and women are like fierce competitors for resources. It's like we're the ones who have babies. It informs everything that we do. Everything that we do has an animal basis. I'm not saying we don't free will, da 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 da, but our motivations for our actions come down to fucking and it's an animal drive and everything that we do relates to fucking so when women turn each other people like there's a sisterhood no there's not if there's competition for dick there isn't a sisterhood that's what it is it's competition for dick like the so the the dike gets blown up early this is all spoiler alert the dike gets blown up early in the movie i mean the whole thing's a spoiler alert but it's like the whole thing is competition for dick Okay, so if it's competition for dick, why... It's poor quality. Okay, so this is interesting. I actually think I disagree with that. Because why would you kill the dyke? Because they do kill the dyke right away. Because she's the best. Because she would compete to win, and they can't have her winning or whatever. And it's like, she would be a waste. Okay, there you go. That's it. And like, the judges are all men, and then one, like, meek, mannish woman, like... A sexless woman. That's what she is. A sexless woman. It's a waste of time for straight women to compete with gay women because a gay because it just neutralizes all the straight women. So it's it's energy they could have spent somewhere else that where they would have been noticed or they would have been able to perform by the men. Right. So then the question of the movie is like, okay, so who wins out? Is it the woman who is who gets what she needs in manipulative ways, right? The, the, like, manipulative woman? Or is it the sweet, childlike, innocent woman who literally stumbles into success by no fault of her own? So she, no one could possibly... Angel blonde. blonde. So no one could possibly call her manipulative in any way whatsoever. It was Her success was a, a sheer act of Jesus Christ. Superstar. Um, or Jesus Christ on a cross, as she says in one movie <laughs> when she started one moment in the movie when she startled. But well, it's like, is that it's like she was she did the Jesus routine. Right. And um, what's her name? Denise Richards does the gene, d- does the Jesus routine. And then Kiki Dunst does her tap routine. This is in the talent. Pro- OK, but in just the talent portion. to say that she does the Jesus routine is to really undersell it. She sings in really like strong Marilyn quotes. Monroe style, like yeah. breathy, like tit singing that four seasons song. You're just too good to be true. Right. Um, and then sings it to a stuffed Jesus on a cross, a life-size stuffed Jesus. And on then a life-size cross. <laughs> on a life-size cross, and then carries it on her shoulder like she's walking the Via Dolorosa <laughs> in Jerusalem. Yeah. And, and I remember showing that to my mom circa 2000, thinking my mom would think this was the funniest movie, 
and my mom bursting into tears <laughs> during that scene and looking at my brother and saying, what is wrong with him? <laughs> It was really triggering for my Catholic mom. Meanwhile, priests were raping, raping, (laughs) raping. Raping. But it was the 90s, so who gave a shit? Because they weren't blonde girls that were just going to luck into everything and then become fucking nightmare 30-somethings in the year 2017. I mean, thank you for even noticing. Thank you for having the decency to notice. At a fucking bar (laughs) in New York City. Thank you, I said, and you're welcome. wait on another one of these fucking people, you people. You blonde people. people. Although Kiki Dunst. Kirsten Dunst. Not going anywhere. Nazi heritage be damned. I would fucking hang out with you. I don't give a shit. Me too. I ask you a few questions about where your relatives were. But anyway, what are you going to do? I steal that. You know where I got that? Ron and Beverly. Got to. Boom. Always. Friends of the show. Friends of the show. I've said it once. I might have said it a thousand times. I wonder if they're fighting because they don't do podcasts anymore. They must be fighting. Or they're just busy. Or they're bored. I don't know. Maybe they got bored. Or they're fucking other Ronas. Okay. So speaking of dumb blondes, Mm -hmm. uh, Megyn Kelly apparently said something to Jane Fonda about her like facelift. She asked her a question. This was a while ago. Yeah. I don't remember this. Yeah, I do. So then today... Hoda Kabi and Savannah Guthrie mm. were interviewing Lily Tomlin and um, what's her name? Jane Fonda. Thank you. Hanoi J. A, who's had a not cosmetic procedure performed last minute botched. Yeah, because she was wearing a band-aid over her lip. She says it's about cancer, but we know what cancer means. Cancer. Bo- cancer means botched. Lipoplasty. Mm. <laughs> you heard it here Lip-o-suction. first. Allegedly, but botched. Yeah, Allegedly. Allegedly. And they were sitting and Hoda Kabi said, hey, uh, how long have you guys been friends? In exactly the tone I just asked. Right. And then <laughs> uh, banter, banter, banter. Lily Thompson says, oh, since before you had your first facelift. Woo, Jane Fonda looked legitimately upset about this. She looked like she wanted to pinch a bitch. Oh, man, she wanted to so badly. <laughs> and then she took a minute and then said, what are you? Megan Kelly. What? Applaud a standing ovation from everyone starting with Hoda Cobb. How do Meg- you say your name? Copy or Cobb? Cobb Cobb. Cobb Cobb Salad. <laughs> this is deeply disrespectful. And I sorry, Hoda, we just completely mean every word of it. Friend of the show, Hot Hoda Cobb. Best friend. Get rid of Savannah. What are we doing with Savannah? Enough with these white women. Sorry, Savannah, but just get out of the way. Savannah, goodbye Savannah, what are you? I used to masturbate to an Aaron Spelling, speaking of the spellings, I believe it was an Aaron Spelling show called Savannah, set in Savannah, Georgia. It was a nighttime soap on like the WB or whatever it was back then. And they would have constant men shirtless and like side butt, but not real side butt, but like the illusion of side butt. Mm, In the late 90s, you couldn't see, you, you could see butt on NYPD Blue. I had to fucking masturbate to fucking Dennis Franz in the 90s. I would, you know what? Those weren't my, my like, jams. Like, first of all, whatever. Hopped on the masturbation train late in the game. But also, my dreams were, like, not, like, balls out erotic necessarily in that way. They were, like, really soap operatic. Like, my mom, to learn English, would watch these soap operas. And I thought that they were so sexy, like... The kissing and the like whispering and running around and stuff. I was just like, you guys are the hottest people I think I've ever seen. And then them doing stuff to each other, just like talking and looking at each other all hot. Was like, I was just like, well, I need a piece of that. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I never, re- I watched one soap opera, Passions. It was on NBC. I Passions think. was like a real witchy one. Yeah, was it? They had the, they had the guy that had dwarfism, Timmy. 
Mm. I think his name was with Haley Mills from Pollyanna and Good Morning Miss Bliss slash the first season of Saved by the Bell. Speaking of the nineties, lost me. Probably the late nineties, late eighties. Totally uh, lost. She was the witch. Fuck it. Whatever. Point of the thing is NBC. Fuck, marry, kill. Wow. Megan Kelly. Okay. Number one. Hoda Cobb. All right. Salad. Yeah. Number two. Okay. No disrespect. Disrespect. Um. It's like sorry, <laughs> not sorry. Um. And Savannah Guffrey, three. Forgot. Hoda, Savannah, Megan, with a Y. Hoda, Savannah, Megan. With a Y. Hoda, Savannah, Megan. Mary, Megan. Ugh. She and I would look I really hot. No, I can't. Um. Yeah, you would. Um. Totally hot, actually. Fuck Savannah. I just feel like I'd turn her out, and then. Kill the I'd Egyptian. Kill, kill the Egyptian. Go ahead, say. I'd it. have to because number one, I was really number two. <laughs> to protect my peoples and my lands number two um <laughs> she's the one i want to fuck or marry actually i might marry her she's yeah, really fucking fun. she's a blast i'm fucking marrying i'm gonna kill megan kelly her ancestors don't no, no 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 it's too late it's too late boom 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 it's no too late. i decided it's otherwise fuck you just stole my whole thing then okay well then i commit all right no this is what i'm gonna do are you ready okay all right here's the truth please i'm gonna kill savannah guthrie because she's the like one that's probably the worst to wait on mm, i'm gonna marry perspective hoda cobb and I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck Megan Kelly because you know what I turn her out. Sometimes I fuck with the fucking alt right people. Like I don't like their ideas, but she's like alt right. She she's just right. Effectively is. What does that her mean? impact is? Uh, no, she's a racist piggy pig, and she needs to be punished. <laughs> I mean, just kidding. Not in a me too way. That's, that's disgusting. Really that's how gay men talk to one another. <laughs> is I that know. True? Yeah, hundred percent. That's how I talk to dudes. And then I realized I was talking about a woman, and I was like. Yeah, I'm just not interested in it, so I shouldn't make the joke because I guess it is violent and men do talk about women that it's way. It's sexual violence, what you just did. Yeah, but fuck Megan Kelly. She's a pig. I don't, I don't give a shit. I, f- right. I can't fucking stand her. She, You know, I don't like her redemption narrative. Get get the fuck rid of her. Goodbye. I don't goodbye. like that either. I don't like people's, it's a lie. people's um, engineered redemption narratives. It's like, I'll decide who's redemptioned. Yeah, you exactly. You don't get to decide. Yeah, and you know who she's not redeemed in? Whose fuck eyes? What? Mine. Fuck yeah, that. Yeah, also mine eyes. My eyes have seen the fucking falseness of the recovery of Megyn Kelly. My eyes have seen a lot of shit, and Megyn Kelly is one. Boom. (laughs) Poopy doop floating in the toilet full of other white people. Um, Except for Hoda Cobb. Listen, it's time for us to jump off. It's been such a fun episode. I hope you guys enjoyed talking about a movie that you may or may not have seen with us, but that holds great significance to probably just us. Honestly, it's the best movie of all time. I really think that it's it's my fa- I think it's the funniest movie I I've ever seen. I think it's my favorite movie that I've ever seen in my entire life. It has yet to be knocked off a pedestal. I've seen three movies. <laughs> okay, and I saw it, and it's original run. What? No big Quit deal. Brizzling. I will not. I'll jizzle and I'll brizzle. And I'll brazzle and I'll brizzle. All right, sign us out. It's gone off the rails. Everybody, catch up to us next week. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. And if you haven't already, see Drop Dead Gorgeous and then talk to us at Unhirable Show about it. We love you. Mazel tov and see you later.